It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're back today to wrap up our season of Teach Tapes, and we're going to take a look at where we've been, what we discovered during the season, what were the examples that we really saw made a difference, why is it important, and then what's next. And joining me to wrap this up is the creator of at Teach Tapes on Twitter, former FBS coach Steve Hauser. Steve, great to be here. Looking back on it, it really feels like this went quickly. It does, and John Harbaugh has a thing, and we've done it on teach tapes of days are long, years are short. doesn't matter when you're in the moment. Days seem like they go on forever. The fall camp days where you're in at 6 and you leave at 11 and you're prepping for the next day, and there is no breaks like a spring ball off day, and the season is the season is the season. Hopefully we can come out of this better than we were and, and keep moving forward. Let's take a look at where we've been and really the season unfolded around two big themes that we went through and built around those themes. The blueprint was the same thing. There's, there's a mission statement, right? But at the end of the day, there needs to be a purpose behind it and you have to actualize it and you can have words, but at the end of the day, it's about action. So you think of what are those differentiators between people who finish and people who don't? Situational masters, explosive plays, stopping them and getting them, penalties and ball security and takeaways. That's not our words. That was Brendan Staley going through with the Chargers and kind of taking a screenshot of what their slides were early in the season, going through these different weeks. How does it showcase itself in, in the biggest moments or the worst moments? But either way, you got to acknowledge them and learn from them. Well, Steve, I think it'd be good to remind everybody, and you could go back and, and hear the details on this and the full conversations if, if you go to the description. We'll have the link to the entire playlist here. But something that you want to call out from each of these, Steve. So let's go first with situational masters. Early in the season, we talked about some special teams thing. And that's where my biggest background is in college football. And you saw some things early on of blocked field goals, right? We saw the LSU opportunity early in the season against Florida State. You see the butt punt with the Miami Dolphins. And you're thinking, an NFL team, how the heck does that happen? Well, it happened in week one for Arizona. And we're talking about the personal protector being deeper than four yards in the end zone punter not taking one step, you know, whatever it is, there's a lot of mechanics of how are we protecting it to make sure our angles are right. But at the end of the day, we've all got to be aligned. And that is something that in front of 8,000, 80,000 or eight people, you just want to hide on the sidelines. Well, those are things that how did you train it, rep it, walk it, teach it. And nobody's perfect. And there's a reason it happened, but there's also a reason to learn from it. 
it's not like it was just that one occurrence in the NFL. It happened in college football a couple weeks earlier. The next part of this that we looked at was the explosive part. And we had a great example here. And the idea was be ready for your moment. There was a great clip of Sean McVay and I think he was talking to NFL films about their Super Bowl run and you know, the big play that Cooper Cup had in the NFC championship game of it's for everything, right? It's third and long. He's only getting the ball on that home run post and zero to split the safeties or two men. He's going to put the ball up there. Stafford's going to trust. He's going to outrun the guy and go get it. Everything else is about opening up the in route that's coming behind him. And you've also got the backside curl to solidify that backside safety and make sure there's not somebody cheating over the top for that deep ball of the post. But Eric Yarber, the receivers coach, called it a love of the game route. You've got to give it everything you got because it's, it's helping your buddy. But there's a lot of pieces of the puzzle like that. And even just to stay with that play action sell, we talked about Mike McDaniel and a QB collective rep with some of these young pups. It could have been Bryce Young. Who knows who's in the, in the crowd in those reps. But talking about play action fake of show, snap, and set up, right? Show that thing for days. Draw the linebackers to the mesh point and make sure everybody else has a chance to execute. There was a Peyton Manning rep with the late Greg Knapp going over. I think Adam Gase was in there in its mini camp, and he's talking about a running back quarterback um, session, and they're going through their play action. He's saying the running back's not selling it long enough because that's the reason we're going to open this thing. Like we've all got to be on the same page and just seeing how those components fit for those explosives. It's one of 11 in all aspects. The next thing we focused on in the blueprint was the penalties and you know, a lot of this seems like common sense, but thinking about this deeper as we talked about it on this episode, there's a lot of things we can draw from it. I think the one that kills everybody and keeps you up at night is the, the operational penalties, right? Whether, you know, people joking about you can play with 10 and not 12, but don't tell the, the Vikings that when the Bills played with 12 guys, the, the old, you know, Buddy Ryan Polish defense there and got away with it. But there's other times that 12th man, we talked about the, the Iron Bowl a couple of years ago where, you know, Auburn subbed in the punter and kept the rest of the offense on the field. And Jalen Waddle's still sitting back there. And now Bama's got 12 guys and the first down, and that's a wrap. D4 to lining up in the neutral zone and stopping Tom Brady, and they should be going to the next round of the playoffs, right? And you see how it's getting trained. Now the Seahawks, they have just a little bit of a cone in between that space, right? You see the D-line coach for the Jets walking up and waving his hand in front of these guys as they're triggering not off of a ball, but off of the man, and they've got a pop-up PVC pipe on the, the, the lead sled there to indicate the movement versus looking at the ball. So little things like that are, are backed up. I mean, Bama, Neyland Stadium, when Tennessee was on top of the world, the first drive of the game, they get two operational false starts. They get a bad snap in the end zone, and the whole world's up against you just because we couldn't give ourselves a chance. There's even another one where A&M is driving the field early against Bama. They get, this is before everyone's like, what the heck's going on in College Station? They're charging down. It's number one recruiting team versus number two recruiting team. And they get two critical false start penalties in Bama territory at the end of the game. And that's a wrap. So again, just things that in the off season of like, what's actually going to bite us early or at the end that can change the start or finish of a game. The last part of the blueprint was ball security and takeaways. And again, we picked up a lot of great coaching points as we went through this conversation. Some of these things, and there's a lot of great stuff on Teach Safe. So being able to see it and visualize it, you know, teach security or teach takeaways. But the biggest thing that I felt was 
how are guys straining and they're trying to make football plays and you don't want to coach guys out of playing, but making sure we're fighting through contact the right way. When the ball is opposite of our cut and that thing dips, that wrist falls, wrist above elbow, the eagle claw, all these things that we're talking about of points of pressure, bringing it to your opposite peck, the stumble bumble of making sure that, again, we're not losing sight of the ball being the most important thing in the program. There's some great drills from Eddie Faulkner, Jamal Singleton, Scotty Montgomery. Those guys are at the Steelers, the Eagles, the Colts, of just making sure you're training after the spin move, falling off of the plyo ball, and now bringing across my class pan to make sure I'm not getting that front tip rip. Because the defense, they're working this with crash pads. They're working with the ball on a string. They're working it with boxing gloves and punching bags, like making sure these guys Sometimes the ball is more important than the down or the time of game. Like all guys are coming in there is throwing a haymaker and making sure we're prepared in those moments of the most contact. So, you know, the old in trouble double, you can be a heck of a lot more specific body ball boundary, all these good things we can talk about. From there, our, our big concept really these last several weeks has been walking the field and within here, understanding the situation and what goes into a play call, the way that strategy changes, the way that the defense is going to think differently about the offense and vice versa, all come into play here as we walked the field and looked at these different areas. And the word that comes to mind, Keith, is really sequencing that next play, that play caller mentality of what's my expected gain here? What have I set up and been complimentary? We talked about first down, it's almost like being at Waffle House. You got the whole menu in front of you. You could go wherever you want to go and and have a day but backed up you tell the punt team it's not your fault that we need to now flip the field and you've got backed up protection we've got guys in there and now we've got to have a home run punt out of bounds at 40 42 yards by the punter man limit the return aspect make the other team get one first down to be in range for their max field goal situation give the defense a fighting chance for us to keep battling back the same thing on second and long you know you mentioned the ryan walters presentation of the forgotten down right well on offense are you trying to go after that first down or you're trying to you basically run in two third and manageable situations on second down on third down am i trying to give myself head coach has got hey we got two downs here the cai book you know my gut you know the situation on the clock whatever it is what's our field goal kickers range how am i playing the next play to not be in a situation where Everyone in the stadium knows I can only do so much. You know, in looking at all of our, our conversations, a lot of this, and the reason we did this goes back to your first podcast with us before we decided to do the Teach Tape series and talking about you know, what you learned from Mike Gundy when he stopped the drill and asked, why are we doing these reps? And that's the whole point of this thing as we've talked through different situations, different techniques, different schemes, all of this really comes back to the why. I think an important note on that, Keith, he didn't give a damn what I could tell the reason for the drill. Hey, we're doing this for backside edge contained to stop fake, to stop roll, and then we're going to be the wall player to help spur the return down the field. He didn't give a damn what I said. He wasn't even looking at me. He's looking at the redshirt sophomore and spring ball of like, hey, if you're going to get on the field and we're putting you on the bus, why is this drill important right now? Why does he have your inside foot up, right? So I can step the contact to long arm to keep my eyes on the punter, secure the play. He wanted to hear it from them of what did we retain from the classroom to the grass? And I think as a coach, everyone's got their different intention, 
you know, your job description in the building is going to be a part of it, right? The QC life, leave no doubt on you're on a first year staff. There's new things. The equipment managers know where to go. The video people are filming the right damn thing. The guys in line aren't blocking the video camera from filming it so you can teach it in the meeting room. All these things matter that you take for granted. And I've talked with guys of, yeah, man, it's year six and I can leave the building at 650 in spring ball and know that things are going to be fine for tomorrow. Well, there's a reason when guys move staffs in these next few weeks, man, their families aren't there. You got a lot of things to put logos on and make sure your staff is aligned. And we'll talk about that more as we talk about what's next for Keith and I in the spring. But it is a different time requirement. Are we really taking away what's important, whether it be a podcast like this or a meeting or a practice or even in the most important times in these critical games? You look at any level. You look at really education. Is there activity or is there achievement? There's a lot of things we can do. Uh, go on YouTube. You find some drills that look pretty cool, right? And maybe you see some teams with some some logos that are very recognizable running them. But but how does it fit? And how does it fit specifically with your team? I think there's a, a lot of the things that you can see on teach tapes that you still have to ask those questions. How does this fit for my team? So it's it's taking things that are there and making it part of what you do. I feel that's really how learning this game works. You may not know how a system works. So you go out and you, you know, go back to the system, Tony Franklin, right? You went out and you got Tony Franklin's system, but then you saw how pieces started to work together and now you evolve and it really, things become your own. Maybe you even go a different direction now because you know how to use a system. And I think that's what this is about as a coach, growing to understand what are these key things that I'm going to pull away from whatever it is I see, a drill on teach tapes, a clinic talk, etc. I think everything you just mentioned, Keith, is you have to use your experience to define what you want your future to be, right? You got to take a step back, take a deep breath and evaluate. And man, hand up. I did a really poor job of that when in the throes of the season of like, man, the next thing is always the most important thing. And you got your blinders on, whether it's getting practice plans ready, making sure your presentations are right, or thinking about that situation coming up leading into fourth down in my world. But now of this place, man, these different drills, yeah, it's a primary source, right? You make the context for what you want from it so that in your world and your paper when you were back in college, if it's your game plan that you're putting your spin on as a first-time coordinator, you know the how it is going to help you and the why are you spending your time on it. I think those two words can really be helpful as we get into this, you know, you can say professional development time, but there's not even time for that anymore, right? It's got to get exit meetings, right? You got guys spending head coaches from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. in 15-minute spurts. There's kids waiting outside their office for the last three or four days. And that's why the portal's hot. That's why guys are getting out there and recruiting of what's my game plan. And then you can say professional development. Yeah, there's the convention. There's, you know, some teams start spring ball at the end of February. I mean, it's crazy. Like, so you – this window to assess and develop, it's so you know critical in this time right now. you got to really focus. Looking at where we go next and some of the things we've looked at and how, how we, we see this progressing, really it starts with uh, AFCA here and you know being able to get together there, doing some things there, but it goes beyond. 
Keith and I have already talked plenty of where's the teach tape logo and coach and coordinator. Like it's been a great situation for me to be able to jump on here and, you know, have this voice of watching film and, and seeing what the heck's still going on in that world. But Keith and I have talked about, you know, a spring ball series, getting on here and bringing in some of my people from the, the coaching world and, you know, being a little bit more of the narrator and making sure we can get their thoughts, let them be the storyteller and really be the artist as we use that McDaniels example last week. Whether it's going to be onboarding new staff, taking these concepts from the offseason and putting them into your plan, your layout for spring ball, are you, you know, putting guys in teams and, and doing points and making things ultra competitive or you focus on a new staff and it's fundamentals based, right? Coach I worked for used to make us put our drills in. Is it a positional trait for the scheme or is it a skill developer to enhance their ability to play fast and beat the man across from them? right? What are we trying to accomplish with these drills? Where are we starting to install situations? Is it something we've talked through as a staff? Is it something we're walking through? Is it later in camp? Man, we've got competitive series and now we've got two minute, we got end of game, field goal, whatever it is, right? Backed up punt. When are we getting to that stuff before fall rolls around? And let's be real too. I think it's always funny to look at your expected spring ball install and then look at the piece of paper that you put with your pen of what actually went in practice eight through 12 before you get into the spring game stuff. That stuff is always a little bit of mayhem. We talked about the mayhem moments early in the year, but just evaluate what you thought you were going to get in. And then this wasn't taught well enough. We've got to do it again and let's just get it right. And how much you can actually proficiently do. I think it's always interesting. Those postmortems, so to speak of why we had success and maybe where we went wrong along the way. Well, as we've gone through the season, you've continued to develop what you're doing with Teach Tapes, and I know you have a new website now, and there's some things you're going to be continuing to develop with Teach Tapes on social media, as well as the website and other things that you're looking to do. It's been fun to take our time on that, Keith, because what's nice is we're not paying the mortgage off of that stuff. I mean, it's, it's out there. It's fun. It, it keeps our minds on that. But about a fifth of what is on the Twitter is in the backlogs of iCloud and Google Drive and been really spending some time cataloging that. And what it is, is consulting, right? At the end of the day, if you were running a, a business, you're going to have people who are outside able to come in and, and get a perspective of when you're not in the, the trudge of what your business is, having a fresh view. That's what we hope we can be at Teach Tapes. What we've found in these NFL clips is a catalog of industry expertise. And it's about sharing that knowledge, creating value for coaches to enhance the time that you have to spend on your day-to-day, -day, right? The team meetings, the relationships with your players, recruiting, all of those things that right now, standing outside the circle, we're not doing. So we can be the mad scientists in the lab and really explore some topics that hopefully give some more people some insight. We'll be down at the AFCA convention, wearing the t-shirt, walking around, more than happy to get in front of everybody and build that relationship in person. Keith mentioned the website, teachtapes.org. That's on the Twitter. You guys can click around on that. You can kind of see some more detail in the things I alluded to. But more than anything, man, it's we are what we need to be. We're here to solve problems. We're here to help coaches. We've been there. We understand it. And we want to grow it. And looking forward to what we envision, what we're looking at doing here on the podcast, continuing with Teach Tapes and this partnership. Tell our audience your thoughts about where this goes and what we've discussed as far as the podcast. 
it's going to stay in this forum, making sure that we can have really a seasonal conversation, right? Making sure that it matches up with where you guys are. It's great to be able to be in the recruiting car, driving around, listening to some of this older stuff because it is a moment in time. But, you know, whether it's the spring ball time, building in summer and fall, we'll go from there at that time. But no, it'll be interesting to see how we can develop kind of a calendar year of, you know, making sure the right voices are emphasized and, and try to hit on things that'll help coaches. Yeah, I'm excited about what we're going to do here and how this moves forward. And we'll come back here right around spring ball. And I think that's an important time to be focusing on, you know, what's at the core of, of teach tapes and understanding the why behind the things you're going to bring into your install in spring. Looking forward to it, Keith. It'll be a good break. I think everybody needs a little time to get back in their cocoons and figure it all out. But man, we'll, we'll be ready to roll.